Praise the Lord. We're honored to have Pastor Andrew Asakwe here today, all the way from Abuja, Nigeria. Let's welcome him this morning. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I like some response. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Where I come from, I talk to you and you talk to me, okay? That's how it works. Glory be to God. Amen. Well, um, um, I feel more like a tourist than a preacher right now. (laughs) Since I got here, I've been to um, uh, San Francisco. I've been to um, the, 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 the East Gate. Is that what you call it? The East Gate? Did you call it? Golden? Golden The Golden Gate. Wonderful. (laughs) I've been to the Golden Gate. I've been to um, all the piers, some of the piers at the um, San Francisco. And yesterday I went to Stanford. Hallelujah. Lovely place. Lovely place. Hallelujah. And your pastors have treated me so well. I I feel so welcomed. I want you to clap your hands and really appreciate your pastors for me. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Well, my wife would have loved to be here. I think she's a bit jealous right now because of all that's happening. And, um, um, I, you know, I used to say that uh, I love my wife with all my heart. And then somebody asked me, what about Jesus? So I said, okay, I love Jesus with all my heart. My wife, I love with all my liver, my spleen, my kidneys. So. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's a great honor for me to stand here. I don't take it for granted. And I just... Uh, have a little word for you, and if we just uh, go to God in prayer, I believe God will touch each and every one of us. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ this morning. We open our hearts to receive from you. Holy Spirit, sweet, precious Holy Spirit, we ask that you have your way this morning. We ask that you flow as you want to flow, and that you minister to each person specifically. We, uh, we, we thank you in advance, and we give, you, we give Jesus all the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated, and you can turn your Bibles with me to Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to read, it says, uh, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost, be with you all. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's, That's a powerful prayer by the Apostle Paul. Um, could you put the New King James, if you have it, the New King James? Yes. The New King James? Mm-hmm. The grace, all right, verse, yeah. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Now put the Amplified for me. Amplified version. The Amplified version. Hallelujah. The grace, the favor, the spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the presence and the fellowship, the communion, sharing together, participation in the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, one of the versions says that uh, the partnership of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And, you know, I was reading that and something occurred to me as I read it. You know, the Father... Our Heavenly Father right now is in heaven. Jesus is also in heaven. 
So the member of the Godhead we have on earth today is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And so when it says the love of God, the Father, the grace of Jesus Christ be with you, all right, the communion of the Holy Spirit, I believe he's telling us that through the communion or the partnership of the Holy Spirit, we're able to participate or receive the love of God yes. and the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. So the Holy Spirit becomes our channel, our, our connection. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. To the entirety of the Godhead. All the benefits of the Godhead, all the blessings of the Godhead, we receive through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Say amen, somebody. Well, that means that we need to have, pay a lot more attention to the Holy Spirit. We need to pay a lot more attention to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We need to start to acknowledge His, His work in our lives a lot more. Yes. Am I correct? Amen. Praise the Lord. And I find that every time you find someone who is successful in a Christian life, who is victorious in this life as a Christian, you'll find they have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Yes. They've developed a friendship with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. He is so important. I find that he's so important to me. I find since I got saved, I went to Bible school, you know, I've had lots of experiences. But I, I feel my most treasured moments and experiences are my experiences with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. I've learned that he speaks. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And, and I've learned that I can talk to him. And he can talk to me. And he can show me what to do. And he can show me where to go. And he can stop me. He can help me avoid certain problems. Glory be to God. So, so I find this partnership, this communion, this participation of the Holy Spirit becomes, for me, this is my, this is my, this is my understanding. This becomes one of the most important factors in the believer's life. Amen? Amen. If you want to enjoy the fullness of God, you have got to develop a proper relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that partnership must become alive. Yeah. Amen? Amen? All right? So, so, so I began to study about the partnership of the Holy Spirit. And that's huge to me because what God is telling us is that we are partners with God. Can you imagine little me in partnership with this God? Yeah. Amen. But this is not a new concept. It's not new. David understood partnership. Yeah. And when David came against Goliath, Goliath was much bigger, much, much more experienced in warfare. But David understood partnership. David understood that you, you are as big as your partner. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody here with yeah. me? Glory. Glory be to God. And so, and so, as far as David was concerned, David was not even intimidated by Goliath. He wasn't. Because David, at that moment, in his own eyes, he was as big as God. Hallelujah. God was on his side. And Goliath is, no matter how big people think he looks, from God's perspective, Goliath is a little boy. Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Glory to God. And so David came making that confession. That confession was a re revelation of his consciousness. So he said, you come to me with this and this and this, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm not here alone. I'm here with my covenant partner. Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. And that's important because you have to realize you're not alone. 
It doesn't matter what you're passing through in this life. You are not alone. You have a partner with you. Glory be to God. And your partner is the creator of the universe. Say amen somebody. Your partner is the one who makes planets. Hello. When he gets bored, he just rolls out a new planet. Come on somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's your partner. Hallelujah. If you, if you operate with this kind of consciousness, then one of the things that will happen is you become fearless. You become fearless. You become indomitable. You cannot be beaten. You can't be beaten because of your covenant partner. It gives you a boldness in life. Hallelujah. You are able to go places where, where some would have been afraid of because you have knowledge. Of your partnership with God. Say amen somebody. Glory be to God. And and, and, you know I I, I looked at some scriptures. Let Let me show you a few scriptures. Matthew 28 verse 18. Matthew 28 verse 18. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Matthew 28 18. It says Jesus came. You, You can put the New King James for me okay. I like new things, huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Glory to God. Alright? Now look at the next verse. Go, therefore. Very interesting. He says, All authority is given to me in heaven and earth. That's Jesus. And then he turns to me and says, You go. Or to the disciples and says, You go. I mean, he should have said, okay, I'm going. Because I have all authority, right? He says, all authority given to me. Then he says, you go. Which means somehow, all the authority that was given to him was also given to you. Does that make sense? Why? Because we are his body. The head has, the body has some authority the body has. I mean, the head has. Am I correct? Your body and your head, same authority. Your body and your head, the same life. All right? So, so your body and your head are joint earths. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. What belongs to your head belongs to your body. What belongs to your body belongs to your head. The amazing thing is the car you drive really belongs to your head, but your body drives it. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. That's good news, amen? Because that means that all that belongs to Jesus, we are the ones who are enjoying it right now. Yes. Glory to God. Does that make sense? Yes. So what she says, it says, go therefore and make disciples. Okay, now go to the next verse. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. Yes. I found that, that phrase, with you, is a reference to covenant. It's a covenant it's covenant language. I am with you. Hallelujah. When you study that word with, it's talking about I am participating with. I am walking together with. It's a partnership. Glory to God. So, so when he says, I am with you always, he says, in other words, you just go. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. Because, because I am in partnership with you. You may not see me physically, but the Holy Spirit represents us and he's on the earth and we will be in partnership with you. Glory to God. Say amen somebody. Now go to Mark 16, Mark, Mark's gospel, Mark 16 verse 19. 
you find the same phrase with you. The same phrase with you. Yeah. Hallelujah. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So we know God the Father is in heaven. We know God the Son is in heaven. Now look at that. The next, next verse. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with. Did you see that? Partnership. That's partnership language. So, so who is the Lord who is walking with them? Which Lord? The Lord Holy Spirit. The Lord Father is where? In heaven. The Lord Jesus is where? In heaven. So who's on earth? The Lord Holy Spirit. He's the one who's doing all the mighty works on earth right now. He's also referred to as the mighty hand of God. Glory to God. Are you here with me? So, so this relationship with the Holy Spirit, I believe, you know, in these last days, I believe the church has been awakened to this, this partnership. Because that's how we're going to do mighty works. That's how we're going to do the exploits in the last days. Hallelujah. That's how we're going to heal the sick. That's how we're going to raise the dead. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness here? That's how we're going to prosper in Christ. That's how we're going to take over the fields of endeavor. Glory to God. We're going to do it by our partnership with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, one of the best expressions of this partnership is found in Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. One of the best expressions of this partnership. And this is it. I love this scripture. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Hallelujah. We have located the sons of God. Amen. Who are the sons of God? Those who are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Children are born. Sons are led. Did you hear what I said? Uh Children are born, but sons are led. Glory to God. When a child starts being led in this sense, in this this chapter, he kind of compares sons and children. Mm -hmm. When when the children start being led by the Spirit, they're now referred to as sons of God. Hallelujah. So as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. I believe the leading of the Spirit is the key to total victory. You can't miss it if you are led by the Spirit. Am I correct? And your life will keep going higher and higher and higher if you're led by the Spirit. When you have disaster in someone's life, obviously at some point in time, they must have missed God. Am I correct? Because if we follow the Spirit of God, He will lead us from victory to victory, from glory to glory. Am I correct? Hallelujah. So we really have to start to pay more attention to the leading of the Spirit. That's That's a very important part of our partnership. Amen. And and for it to be a partnership in this sense, to be led by the Spirit, there are two parts. There's the part of the one that leads. Then there's a part of the one that is led. Am I correct? In other words, no matter how much he wants to lead me, if I don't let him lead me, Hallelujah. He can, he can go out of his way and do all kinds of things to lead me. But until I yield, I cannot be led. Amen. Are you guys with me? So, so, so there's that part of the one that leads. But there's also a very important part of us. We, we have to follow. Do you see that? We have to follow. There's, there's, there's a role for us in this leading process. Amen. We have to be spiritually awake. Yes. 
You know, you can be spiritually alive, but sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, you can be sleeping. You, the Bible speaks of Ephesians, talks about, awake, you who sleep. It says, awake, talking to the church. So you can be the church and be sleeping. Say amen, somebody. Ask your neighbor, are you sleeping or are you awake? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so we have to be spiritually awake. Alright, that means spiritually aware. Spiritually conscious. Spiritually sensitive. Do you see that? And then we have to be spiritually active. Spiritually awake, spiritually active. What does that mean? Well, that means we have to walk by faith. You have to be active. You can't stand in one spot and expect to be led. You have to be moving. You can't steer a stationary car. For you to steer it in a different direction, it has to move. Am I correct? If you park your car and keep on staring left and right, you're not going nowhere, man. You're still in the same place. You have to be active. You have to be active. You can't be so afraid of moving that you don't move anymore. That's right. And the Holy Ghost cannot, cannot lead you. Yeah. Amen. You have to move. Someone say move. Yeah. It's time to move. Hallelujah. To Glory to God. So you have to be spiritually active. That means, that means you walk by faith. That means, that means you've got to be prayerful. You've got to pray. Especially praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Hallelujah. That is such a blessing to the body of Christ. Praying in the Holy Ghost is such a blessing to the body of Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, in the Old Testament, n- nobody spoke in tongues in the Old Testament. So there must be an advantage for us in the New Testament. Yes. Glory to God. In other words, I can pray, I can pray my future. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. I can pray my future. And that has to do, that has to do with the leading of the Spirit. Yes. Because when I pray in tongues, I release the Holy Spirit. To move into my future. Glory to God. And put things in order for me. Does that make sense? He goes into my future. And that's important. So so for us to be in the right position. To be led. We have to be awake spiritually. We have to be active. Spiritually active. And then we have to be spiritually submissive. Does that make sense? That means I have to submit to the authority of the Holy Spirit. If I don't submit to his authority, I will not go where he's trying to get me to go. Hallelujah. And I can't blame God when I have issues in my life if I have not been submissive to the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Now I find something. People who are submissive to the Holy Spirit are also submissive to people. Moving right along. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. But it's important to be spiritually submissive. In other words, it, it shouldn't take the Holy Spirit so much work to get you to move, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think there's something wrong when the Holy Ghost has to bend somebody's arm just to get you to move. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants you to yield. Come on. Amen. Just yield easily. You know, not, not, you don't need 10 confirmations. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, if it's you, send me a dog flying in, in the skies. It lands on my house and it calls me by name. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
That's a rebellious personality. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. You have to be spiritually submissive. Submit to the Holy Spirit. He has your best interest. Amen. In his heart. He wants the best for you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, here's the deal. When we meet our own part of the deal, especially when we're spiritually submissive, then we'll let him do certain things for us. Glory to God. Can I, can I use um, both of you as an example, please? Illustration. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you, you can stand right here. Both of you are actually... Okay, yeah, it's okay, it's a matter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Soon you have to turn and face them, but just okay for okay, now. Okay, okay. We want to be submissive. <laughs> <laughs> he says he wants to be submissive. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, both of you are going to play actually one person. Is that Okay. You guys are married anyway, so, so that's fine. That's fine. All right. Okay, you're going to play one person. You're actually going to play the Holy Spirit. All right? Both of you. <laughs> and I'll explain what that means. All right? Now, watch this. For me to be led by the Spirit, I must let him, and this is part of my being submissive, all right? I must let him do three things. Number one, I must let him proceed. Let him go ahead of you. Yeah. Amen. Very important. Number two, I must let him guide me. What does that mean? Guide my steps. Yes. And number three, I must let him prompt me. Uh-huh. That has to do with timing. Yeah. Because sometimes you know the will of God, but you can miss it when it comes to timing. Yeah. And if you miss it when it comes to timing, it's just as bad as not knowing the will of God. Yeah. You can actually start to doubt that you even had God in the first place. Because the timing is important. So there's a prompting that takes place. Now watch this. So the Holy Spirit must be allowed to... Just go ahead. His, no, no, you stay here. You stay here. Don't worry. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, you're still one. You're still one. I'll explain. Now stop. Stop. Thank you. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Now watch this. I must let him proceed. Now, a lot of people kind of get concerned about that because in their minds, they feel that once he's gone ahead, once he's proceeded, that means he's left them. He hasn't. See, because if you understand the concept of omnipresent, yes. he has gone ahead of me, yeah. but he's still here with me. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. So, so, so that he went ahead of me, being, being omnipresent is not just about geography, it's about time. He's, he's, in, he's present in every time zone at the same time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's present in the future and he's present right here with me at the same time. Glory to God. So he can go ahead of me and still be here with me. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. He needs to go ahead of me because he needs to make a way for me. He needs to clear the way for me. He needs to prepare the way for me. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. He needs to prepare the way for me. Then he needs to guide me. Where? Along the pathway he has prepared. So he guides me step by step by step by step. Along that pathway. And then he prompts me. In other words, before I just take a step, I get prompted. He prompts me when to move. And he prompts me when to stop. Does that make sense? Timing is important with God. Timing. Sometimes you know this is the will of God, but it's not strong in your heart yet. 
right. it's not strong enough to make a move. Yeah. Does, that make, does that make sense? You know something is, is, is God's plan, but it could be his plan for the future. That's right. So you just keep on praying and walking by faith. A time will come and there will be a prompting. He prompts you. I can't, it's difficult to explain what a prompt is like, but I'm sure you understand what I mean. It's like everything in you just rises up. You know this is a time now. Time to move. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. So, so the Holy Spirit goes ahead of me and the Holy Spirit is with me. He's ahead of me because he has to prepare the way for me. Now he's with me because he has to guide me. See, he has to guide me. He has to prompt me. And he does some other things for me. Like for instance, he gives me vision. Gives me vision. All right. He reveals things to come. He trains me. Your most, your most efficient, experienced trainer is the Holy Spirit. Yes. He will train you for all kinds of things. He will train you for warfare. He will train you for victory. Yes. Say amen, somebody. Amen. He will train you to be a good husband. Yes. Can I get a witness in this house? Amen. He will train you to be a good wife. Amen. He will train you how to be good parents. He will train you even in your field of endeavor. Yeah. He actually knows a lot more than the so-called professors know. Amen? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. He is the master scientist. Yeah. He understands the science behind the science. Yeah. Is somebody here with me? Yeah. So, so if, you, if you go with him, you cannot lose. You win. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And, and so that's important. So that way, if I let him go ahead of me, I know that when I... He, now you can, you can guide, just guide me, just guide me, just guide me, just guide... No, no, you, 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 don't, no. Holy Spirit, don't go too far. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, he guides me. Now, by the time I get here, guess what? He has cleared the way for me. Res, resistance is minimized. Because he went before me. We need to learn how to let him go ahead of us. Please yes. clap your hands for Mr. and Mrs. Pastor and Mrs. Uh, um, Fernandez. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, so let's, let's go to Isaiah, book of Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45, verse 1. Ooh, hallelujah. This is the year 2017. God has gone ahead of you. God got, he got to March before you, before you will get to March. He's already gotten to April. He's already gotten to May. He's already gotten to June. He's already gotten to July. Hello, somebody. If you just follow him, man, he's going to show you great and awesome things this year. This is, this is going to be your best year so far. I wish I had a witness in this house. This is going to be our best year so far. Say amen. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Just about to preach myself happy now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, now, watch this now. It says, Thus says the Lord is anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him, and lose the armor of kings. Notice, to subdue nations before him. Now it says, to open before him yeah. the double doors. Yeah. Notice, he goes ahead of us. He starts doing things for us. Uh -huh. To open the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. 
So when Jesus says, I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail, he's speaking about us letting him go ahead. We must let him go ahead. Glory to God. And then we'll find the gates of hell will not be able to stop our advancement. Say amen somebody. All right. All right. Now look at the next verse. I will go before you. I will go before you. And I will make the crooked places straight. Wow. I stopped there because I felt compelled by the Holy Spirit to stop right there. And to dig a bit deeper. Beneath the surface. All right. And this is what I found out. I used to think when it said crooked places, I used to think crooked in a horizontal sense, like this. You see that? Like that road went to in San Francisco. <laughs> man, that road was crooked, man. Crooked road. Hallelujah. You know something else about that place, San Francisco? I must be honest with you. When we're going down the hill one time, yeah. I was praying, man. <laughs> And then it was worse when we were going up, man. I said, hey, let's not roll backwards now. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when I read this, I found out crooked places is a reference not to horizontal, but to vertical. And if you dig deeper, it literally says mountains. So what it says is, I will go before you and I will level the mountains. I'll make it flat. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Then, I just began to get excited and and study some more about this, this whole phrase. And I got to, to a literal translation. And this is what it says. It says, I will humble, humble the great ones of the earth. Wow, I was like, what? Then it occurred to me. He's literally talking about, when he says crooked places here, he's talking about the hearts and minds of people. Wow. That's what he's talking about. The hearts and minds of people. So that, those are the crooked places. And when he goes, and, and notice, our greatest obstacle in life usually will come through people. Usually through people, you know, and I find something else, you know, growing up in Africa, I found something else. You don't find any kind of demonic activity strong on the earth without a human agent. Yeah. There's somebody somewhere who's allowing those spirits to operate. Right, right. Amen. And those are crooked places. Those are crooked hearts and minds. And those are the ones that tend to stand in your way. Some form when you try to move ahead. When there's something you need to get to move ahead, usually you're going to encounter a crooked place. Say amen. Amen. Or say, oh me, it is still so. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So I went and studied deeper. And it just gave me one word. One word. Favor. Favor. In other words, I'll go before you and grant you favor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, this is important. This is why I must let the Holy Ghost go ahead of me. Because there are people that I would need to experience favor from. When I get to that point where I need some things done. 
there are people that must show me favor. Uh, amen. They have got to show me favor. And that's how God has planned it. So that I can get what I need and advance. So favor is not just about having a good time. Favor has to do with God's perfect will. You getting this? Hallelujah. Someone say favor. Say this year. 2017. I am going to enjoy favor. Like never before. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Favor. Favor. Hallelujah. Favor. Now, now, favor has a lot to do with divine influence. And that's what it's talking about. It's an influence. God goes ahead of you and God influences people on your behalf. Now, 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 the truth is this. God will go ahead of you and he will negotiate peacefully first he will try to get them to work with you right now if they refuse because his purpose must be achieved he will change his method amen just like he did with pharaoh says pharaoh let my people go man let my people go pharaoh began to go back and forth until god began to move a different direction if god has to show up in someone's house someone's bedroom or send an angel, a huge angel, to somebody's bedside. Wake them up around 3 a.m. and say, hello. Amen. Tomorrow, Pastor Mark is coming again. <laughs> Yesterday, you refused him. When it comes today, you better sign the papers, okay? Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! God will do whatever he has to do, man. His purpose must be accomplished. It will scare them, man. Hallelujah. If you don't want to walk with him, he has other ways, man. He can make you an offer you can't refuse, man. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, guess what? When, When he goes ahead of us, he makes the crooked places become what? Straight. So, now we have a straight path. Yeah. Where, where we had a crooked place, now we have a straight path. Amen. Am I correct? Now quickly, let's go to Acts, book of Acts. Book of Acts, uh, Acts 13. Acts 13. Pastor Mark, is that the right time? You're good. Okay, I just want to make sure, because sometimes I get carried away, you know. I want... <laughs> Hallelujah. Acts 13. Acts 13, verse, verse, hmm, verse Uh, verse 2 verse 2 verse 2 watch this now as the minister to the Lord and fasted the Holy Spirit said I love this Mm -hmm. you know it's amazing how many times if we pay more attention to the scriptures that speak about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament it's amazing I mean Jesus said the Holy Spirit anointed him Mm -hmm. he was anointed by the Holy Spirit he was led by the Holy Spirit Jesus actually submitted himself to the authority of the Spirit while on earth. That's amazing. That tells me we have to do the same thing if we're going to get the same kind of results. Hallelujah. All right. So it says, as a minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I, who's I? Holy Spirit. That's amazing. For the work to which I have called them. Yeah. 
He is powerful, man. Amen. Now, obviously, he calls each of us according to the will of the Father, right? But he is in charge of kingdom activity on the earth. That's true. He is the administrator. Hallelujah. He is the one who coordinates the activity on the earth. So we need to actually really pay a lot more attention to him. Amen. Amen. So, so it says, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Next verse. Having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them, they sent them away. Next verse. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, you see, you see, so, so now we know something. We know for them to be sent out. Can I use you guys again? Don't mind, don't mind, don't mind. Hallelujah. So you can just go from where we stopped. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. So this, this, this verse we just read now, when it says, the Holy Spirit is speaking, now separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work to which I have called them. Which means the Holy Spirit had gone ahead of them, fixed things, before he actually gives you an instruction to move, it means he has gone ahead of you already. Yeah. He's got things ready. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. So he now comes back and he says, Now separate to me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work to which I've called them. Yeah. Then he says, Being sent out by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Interesting. So the Holy Spirit went ahead, and he's right here, and he sends them. Now, in this case, he sent them through people, through the elders in the church, right? He sent them. Yes. Where? There, that way. You see? That way. That's where he sent them. Okay? Along the pathway that yeah. yeah. he had gone ahead and prepared. Does that make sense? Yeah. Should I ask you guys to sit down or should you guys remain standing? Just in case I call you guys up again. I don't know. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit down. Hallelujah. <laughs> to help the word. Amen. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Okay. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and there they sailed to Cyprus. Now go to verse 6. Verse 6. Now when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer. Here we go now. Here we go. Don't forget there. They're going down the pathway of God's perfect will. Bless you, sister. Bless you. Hallelujah. We're going down the pathway of God's perfect will. All right? As you go down the pathway, do you expect to see a sorcerer? No. Well, guess what? Expect to see some crooked places. But also expect to see some straight paths. You don't need favor from everybody. You don't need favor from everybody. There are people that God will grant you favor with. Their voice is more significant than the rest. Does that make sense? But if you think you're going to go in life and not expect opposition, amen? You're you're in the the wrong life. (laughs) Hallelujah. You are going to find opposition. Not a big deal. Because God already went ahead of us. Come on. Now watch, yeah. watch how this is fixed now. All right, When he had gone through the Isle of Paphos, he found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus. Next verse. Yeah. All right, Who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This is an intelligent man yeah. by the world's definition. Right. Yet he has a sorcerer advising him. Yeah. You could be intelligent in this world, but stupid. Amen. 
from the other perspective. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. What do you have? What, what do you have a sorcerer next to you for? You see? So it says he has a sorcerer, and then this man called for Barnabas and Saul. Interesting. Who called for Barnabas and Saul? The proconsul. The proconsul, Sergius Paulus, called for Barnabas and Saul. Why? To hear the word of the God. That tells me something. God already began to walk in his heart. Can you see that? God, the Holy Spirit who went ahead, began to walk in the man's heart. And so the man actually now has a desire to hear the word of God. Do you see this? At the same time, there's a crooked place right next to him. Here we have a straight path, and here we have a crooked place. Side by side. Uh Are you getting this? All right, now watch this. Next verse. By Elimas the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. So as I try to preach to this man, the pro, this, this sorcerer is doing all kinds of things to distract and all kinds of things to, to make sure that there's no connection. Do you see this? Yeah. Hallelujah. This is like somebody going somewhere, you're going somewhere to get some job or some contract or whatever it is, right? And God led you there. But then you got there, and the man who you went to, the man, the man likes you. The man wants to give you the job. But as soon as you leave, somebody else walks in and says, I don't think you should give that person that job. Right. I think, I don't really trust them. I have somebody else. You see? And then, it's not because you didn't have favor. It's because somebody else, what, interrupted or interfered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in life a lot. Interference. The average believer is not, not ready to deal with interference. Once there's interference, they give up. Wow. They quit. They assume it wasn't God. No, it was God. God is not confused. You have to take a stand and do something about it. Amen. Now watch this, okay? Watch this. It says, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Next verse. Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. looked intently at him. In other words, this, this move you see here is a whole, totally Holy Ghost move. Come on, guys. All right? Watch this. Next verse. And said, Oh, full of all deceit, all fraud, you son of a devil, you enemy of all, all righteousness, will you not cease perverting what? The straight way. Do you see that? They were perverting the straight ways. This guy is trying to pervert the straight ways. Sergius Paulus is a straight way. God had gone ahead and made his heart straight. And the devil doesn't like that. So he's trying to pervert the straight ways of the Lord. And Paul understood it. So Paul did not quit just because there's some problems. Paul knew what to do. Hallelujah. Next verse. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you. You shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. Immediately a darkness fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Interesting. Now this is not blindness of sickness. This is blindness when the hand of God covered his eyes. That's what happened. So it's a temporal, amen, state of not having sight. Amen. All right? Now watch that. I love this because Elimus, until this time, I think he was bored. He didn't have meaningful work to do. That's why he was able to go and become an interference. So God and Paul have arranged work for him to do now. Say amen, somebody. Can I use you? Come. 
Hallelujah. Now, I'm, I'm just going to go behind you. You just, you just lead me. Okay, you lead me. And I'm going to go with you. Come on. This is Elima. She's blind. Yeah. She's blind. Now, now, now. This is, this is Paul and, and Barnabas right here. And this is Elimas right here. Being led away from where? Do you yeah. see that? Yeah. God is about to give those people who are disturbing your life work to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that work, that work will distract them from distracting you. Hallelujah, somebody. Say amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. The guy was gone, man. Hallelujah. And, and look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Very interesting. Glory. Then the proconsul believed. As soon as Elimas was out of the way, no more problems. I pray this year that God will remove every Elimas-like personality in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's all it takes. Just get the person out of the way. And everything, everything starts to flow as normal. Say amen, somebody. Woo, glory to God. Guess what happens when you remove a limus? Because a limus brought stagnation. When you take him out of the way, what happens? Speed. Acceleration. Things move faster. Because the stagnation is removed. Say amen, somebody. I'll give you one more scripture and then we'll have to close. Amen? Amen, alright? So, Proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. So he was able to hear the teaching. Because... This guy who tried to make the straight path crooked to prevent it was removed. Now, here's a lesson. Satan uses people. God uses people. Always remember that. Both of them use people. So, in, in a very strong sense, what we call in spiritual warfare has a lot to do with people in our lives. Do you get this? Go to Acts 18. <clears throat> Acts 18 verse 9. Acts 18 verse 9. Paul was preaching in Corinth. And then he was threatened. And this was Paul's usual life. Paul was someone who was used to being threatened. All right? Almost everywhere he went, he was threatened. He was stoned. He was persecuted. Yeah. So this is one of those times again. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by vision. Do not be afraid, but speak. And do not keep silent. For the Lord to speak like this means that Paul was tempted to be afraid. And to keep silent. Right? God says, you keep on speaking. Don't be afraid. Don't be silent. Next verse. For I am with you. Covenant language. Covenant. Covenant. Partnership. Partnership. Did you see this? And no one will attack you to hurt you. They may attack you, but they won't hurt you in the long run. Amen? For I have what? This is... This is this is God speaking. For I have many people. Do you see this? What does it mean? I have many straight paths. People have gotten ready for you. Listen, before some of you, I don't know where you moved from. Maybe you moved from another state to, to California. Before you got here, God got here first. And there are people waiting to help you. You just have to meet the people. Yeah. As you're led by the Spirit, you're going to come across some people and they will help you. Amen. They will help you. Amen. Your help is here. Yeah. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Next verse. Hallelujah. 
Next verse. He continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. He's not afraid now, right? Next verse. When Galio was proconsul of Achai, the Jews were one accord, rose up against Paul. Here we go again. They started again. And brought him to the judgment seat. Next verse. Saying, this fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. Next verse. And when Paul was about to open his mouth, Galio said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or wicked crimes, O Jews, there will be a reason why I should, list, I should bear with you. Now this is the guy that brought him to. Right? Next verse. But if it's a question of words and names and your own law, look to it yourselves. I don't want to be a judge of such matters. Wow. Looks like the judge, looks like God reached the judge before they got to the judge. Am I correct? Yeah. Next verse. Look at this. Next verse. And he drove them. Woo. He chased them away. Yeah. That's serious, man. Look at, look at next verse. Next verse. Then all the Greeks took Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him. Before the judgment said. <laughs> so God was right. He has many people in this town. Yeah. Galio was one of them. Yeah. And some others. Yes. God has many people in this town. Hallelujah. Get ready. This year, this year, this year will be your best year so far. Glory. Rise on your feet. Come on. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to God and thank Him. Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Yes, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Holy Spirit, we reverence your mighty presence. We reverence your mighty presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.